All right. Well, good afternoon, everyone. Thank you for joining us for our weekly event update where we provide you the latest information about the local directed health measures, any updates on UNL event guidance and expectations, and any other information to help you plan successful and safe events. Our agenda for today, we're gonna to introduce a few key people. We're gonna do a quick review of the, of the current directed health measures and event expectations, which haven't changed from last week. So it'll be a quick review. And then uh, Veronica and Lee have so graciously agreed to do some, what we're gonna call pro tips for those of you who are working on submitting event request approvals, some things to know to help that process go smooth and, and, and efficiently. So first I want to introduce some key staff. And so um, Veronica and Lee are both uh, going to uh, present later, but I want to introduce both of them because they both play key roles with, with groups who are working on event approvals. So Veronica, who's the director of a new unit, you may have seen the email today, the Student Leadership Involvement and Community Engagement Unit. And she works really hard with groups and is always going that extra mile to find innovative ways that groups can make their events happen uh, and facilitate them in successful and safe ways. Lee, who's a director of fraternity and sorority life, also does the same thing for Greek organizations. I've worked with both of them through some uh, situations. And so I know that they both do whatever they can to make sure that you can get through that process. Uh, and then I wanna also be sure we introduce Debbie, because this semester, Debbie Hendricks is doing uh, approving event requests on behalf of the vice chancellor. And I can tell you that she is a rule follower and detail oriented. So she's going to review those requests and she's going to ask questions. And so the more that we can have your eyes dotted and T's crossed, the better. So um, and then almost every a lot of the people on the screen that I'm looking at provide some role. I'm thinking about Melissa, who's a, a great resource for RSOs in terms of planning events. Carrie Jackson, who works with facilities and registration. Jacob Sherry, who does stuff with residence halls and the RH, RHOs, um, Brent and Ryan and the unions. I mean, everybody on this group is really, many many folks here are here to support you. So if you have questions about the event approval process, you can reach out to a number of folks. So now I'm gonna try to, I always get really nervous about sharing my screen. I'm gonna try, let's see, is it gonna work? Yes. Can everybody see the screen? Can you see the screen? Okay, so I wanna, I wanna run through, these are the current directed health measures that were approved that went into effect January 22nd. So the first one is that any event with 500 or more anticipated participants has to go through Lincoln Lancaster Health Department to get approval. No events can exceed 10,000 attendees. So I don't think we have to worry about that, hitting that limit, but any event where we're anticipating more than 500 participants, we have to work with the Lan Lancaster County Health Department to get approval. The occupancy for gatherings of, for events indoors is 50% of the rated occupancy and 75% for outdoor spaces. Um, then the, the max, the group is eight per table or group. Still at any event with 50 or more at, um, attendees needs to go through the university approval process, which we're gonna hear more about soon. Travel outside of Lincoln is not permitted at this time. Are there any questions about the directed health measures? Same as last, okay. Let me share my screen again. 
So university guidance, again, where we're going to require face coverings uh, for all events, no matter the size, indoors or outdoors. Uh, we just felt like that clears up some confusion. Also, an advisor or university employee is required to attend all events with 50 plus participants. Find that it's just a lot easier to make sure that students are following uh, the, the protocols and mask wearing and social distancing. And then events must be approved seven days prior to the event. So as you're doing your planning, make sure you're allowing plenty of time so that you can get that approval seven days before the event. Uh, we're requiring that the safer community app be used as part of the required check-in process for all events. And we're, we have a group that's, that's a committee that's looking at if we can extend more privileges in terms of events if students uh, are using the, the app and getting tested. So that hopefully in the next couple of weeks, we'll have that group maybe be able to present. Here are some ways or some additional privileges we're able to extend to, to students and organizations as they're planning events. So any questions about that before we go into Lee and Veronica sharing some pro tips? Questions, comments, anything to add from the team? Okay, I'm gonna share the screen and turn it over to Veronica and Lee. Veronica and Lee, pro tips. Thanks, TJ. You know, Veronica and I have had the opportunity to be first level approvers for events for what, five or six months now. So there are some things that we, we put together that we thought would be helpful for those of you who might be filling out events for the first time or as things have adapted and changed that we want to make sure you have this information in front of you. So First tip is to submit your request in plenty of time. TJ already showed on a previous slide that they need to be approved seven days in advance. My suggestion would be at least 10 to 14 days in advance. This allows us a little bit of a window to go back and forth with the event forms in case there's questions or we've got, we need a little bit more information before we can approve the event. Um, the next thing will be to make sure that you provide as much detail and information as you can in the risk assessment. The risk assessment is the thing that we are really reading with a lot of intensity to make sure that you really understand how things need to, um, how, how your event's gonna run. We wanna make sure that you understand that there's a lot of safety protocols and, and so what are you putting into place? If your risk assessment isn't detailed enough or doesn't answer the questions, that's the number one reason I send things back. It's because I can't, I can't figure this out. Um, from a student involvement perspective, that's, that's where we get hung up for any of the in-person events, whether they're 50 and over or not. And so if you have questions or, um, I, today I, got, I had somebody reach out to me in a, one of the academic colleges and asked me if I had an, an example that they could look at because they had to fill one out for the first time. And so we're happy to provide those samples of other ones that have been approved um, if that will help you uh, get your event approved uh, on the first try. 
And along those lines, like with Veronica's example, reach out to staff for assistance. We want you to be able to put on in-person safe events, right? For your organization or your community. And we're here to help. So if there's an event that you think might be a little tricky or you just aren't sure how to fill out that risk assessment matrix, reach out to any of the staff, whether it's in student involvement, fraternity sorority life or whatever office you might be working with for your first level approval. We're here to help. Um, and we wanna be able to answer any questions that you have that come up. Some of you, uh, your events might involve um, agreements that have to be signed or contracts because you're hosting your event um, at an off-campus facility or um, you're working with a special caterer or, or something of that along those lines. You need to make sure that your event is approved and can go forward before you enter into those agreements. Just a little side note, you shouldn't be signing those. I, I have to sign those, but um, but if your event isn't approved to happen, then we don't want to have to um, sort of go back um, and, and deal with those agreements, which relates um, to, the, to the next bullet point. We want to make sure that those agreements have clauses in them that if your event needs to be canceled due to COVID or DHMs changing, that those clauses are in there and it gets you out of those agreements or those contracts with as little harm as possible. Um, I say that because sometimes it doesn't mean that you get the money refunded, but the money that's been paid is credited for you to host your event in the future. We've worked with RSOs um, to do that. Thankfully, because we've been doing this for so long, many places understand that things will change um, and, and they are allowing those, those contracts or those agreements to be, to be voided. I think the other thing though, as much as we're talking about planning ahead, we are also hesitating to have people entering those agreements too far in advance. Um, typically from a, like a university program council perspective, we would sign contracts for the spring in December. We are holding those and are signing them sort of in a month by month basis um, for the, all the same reasons. We wanna make sure uh, that we think that the event can can occur. So be, be mindful of that um, as, as you're planning or going forward with these events. So this pro tip may seem very simple, list the correct dean slash director and vice chancellor. Um, but we really ask that you double check those pieces because it can hold up the entire process if your form gets sent to the wrong person. It's something we are able to fix along the way. But again, if we don't catch it right away, we might have to go back and make some changes before it gets to the right person for the right approval. So for fraternities and sororities, you should always be listing me, Lee Tiedemann, as the dean slash director and Debbie Hendricks as the vice chancellor or designee when you're picking those spots. For Veronica, she'll be approving all RSOs. So you'll pick Veronica Reepy as the dean slash director. And again, Debbie Hendricks for the vice chancellor or designee. Um, and then depending upon if you're working with a different office or department, you might have someone else to put as that first level approver. But again, it seems really simple, but make sure you double check that you've got the right people listed in those two spots. Uh, and lastly, we'd say ask questions. Um, we would prefer that you don't guess or make assumptions. Um, that just gets us into trouble. Uh, and so it goes back to asking staff for assistance. You can reach any of us. I mean, 
maybe you're talking to Judy or Aaron or Carrie about a room reservation, don't be surprised that they can answer your question if you have one. So just ask somebody if you're unsure um, because we're happy to help answer those questions before you hit the submit button or before you move forward with your event planning. That's great. Thank you, Veronica and Lee. Are there any questions about any of those pro tips that they shared? Okay. Any questions about event, the approval process, or any of that? Melissa's put something on. No questions, any comments, anything from anybody else about events for the spring? All right, well, no questions, no comments. TJ, will you put, will yes. you put up, will you screen share again and put up the next slide? That oh, relates yes. to what Melissa just put in the chat. So, you know, we're, we're trying really hard to put the information in as few places as possible so that you're not looking in 12 places for 12 different answers. And so um, Melissa shared where we put um, RSO information, but Student Affairs has information and, and where you can get um, how to get to the event approval form and that kind of stuff is found on the first COVID-19 site. Good. Any other questions or comments? All right. Thank you, everyone. And Holly, this, this is being recorded and it will be posted. Is that correct? Where will it post? I'm going to have to check with Lauren on that one. She will probably post it somewhere either within a website or possibly social media as well, but I'll follow up with that. Okay, great, thank you. Mm -hmm. All right, well, thank you everyone. We'll see you next week with any new updates.